0: Welcome to the BRP Podcast. My name is Steve Haley. I am here from the pool room studios at the View Mansion. I am joined by by my beautiful feather-haired colleague, this giant cocked individual, Michael Windsor. So happy to have you here, Mike. How are you doing tonight? First of all, he's never seen my penis. Okay. Again, (laughs) we just talked about this. He has a Prince Albert. (laughs) It's a piercing right through his cock. I, I th- I, I'm I sure there are people out there that think I'm joking right now, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, Steve, beautiful Steve's schmeckle. Steve's
1: tasted it, so he knows, I guess. It right is now. a beautiful <laughs> schmeckle. Anyway,
0: I'm so happy tonight. We have an unbelievable episode. Where we're going to be with Sid Borchman, um, one of the best bartenders we know. She's worked at some of the coolest bars, Joe Mama's, a Horse You Came In On, Baja Beach Cafe out in San Diego. Yeah. East Can't, Coast, West Coast. She's,
1: she's done it she's,
0: all. She's got it all. High volume, craft cocktail. Can't wait to interview her. We're going to have an absolute blast. But Mike... How do we start every week? I want to hear what's new with you. What's going on, buddy? Well, not a, not a lot of interesting stuff, but I, I have been uh, moving my buddy's
1: stuff out. He he just recently moved, and I okay. him move. Uh, he he makes a lot more money than I do. Yeah, right? well, no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm very I, I admire him. He's younger than me, and I admire him. So, <laughs> you know, that's saying something. But uh, we were moving stuff out, and he's like, uh, I was like, do you want the rest of the stuff? He's like, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna throw this in the trash. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking? Let me sell. He's like, fine, you can sell. it. So i he's only a block away. So I've been selling all of the shit on Facebook Marketplace, but basically I just feel like a crackhead sneaking into his house when he's not home and selling his furniture.
0: Hey man, I'm, I'm a big proponent of get that paper. God damn,
1: I've, I've already made a couple hundred bucks, man. It's been super easy. You
0: know? Get that paper any way you can. And you know... Um, there's nothing like a little bit of financial difference between a set of friends that can really build some resentment. I, I, feel I like, like
2: how you've taken it in a I positive feel,
0: I feel way. like
1: a scavenger, you know, he's the lion that comes and makes the kill. I'm like the jackal <laughs> that sneaks
0: up afterward and just feasts on the revenge. The vulture that benefits yeah, exactly. off of the kill. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. I actually helped a friend move today too. Uh, it was blistering cold outside, but we had a great time. I got some free beer, free pizza. Yes,
1: it was cold out today. By the way, if you ever help anybody or if you ever have anybody help you move, you've got to do beer and pizza. Like that is that's a staple. No, no, you got to it. It's it's not you
0: know beer and food. I you know if you don't offer pizza, like if you do something else, pippy for you know. Yeah, no, that's fine. But I'm just pizza is an easy staple. You know. Now now look, I'm definitely the type of person that if I'm going to help you move, I want to be rewarded. But I love moving. I find it to be really cathartic. You get to clear the slate. It's a brand new, fresh start. And plus, you get to go through other people's yeah. shit. Yeah, but you're talking more about you're, <laughs> so you
1: moving yourself is one thing. Helping somebody else move, yeah, the only benefit is going through somebody's shit. Like, that's the only thing. Right. And like Potentially uh, making but, the 100 but, bucks off Craigslist. Yeah, the, the friend that I helped move, when we moved his bed, there were ropes tied to the
0: bedposts. And oh. I was like, oh, what have, what have you been doing in here? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Very kinky. All right. Well, listen, we're going to get right into it. Again, unbelievable episode this week. Um, We got Sid Borchman. Let's jump right into the cocktail. Alright guys, we have Sid Borchman joining us. Sid, so happy to have you here.
2: Hello, I'm happy to be here too. I'm so excited. in Baltimore. (laughs) That's right.
0: Now Sid is from, where where are you from?
2: Staten Island. Don't judge me. (laughs) Happy to
0: have her down here in Baltimore. Sid's lived here in Baltimore for a little bit, out in San Diego, up in New York. So she is really like a jet setter for a lot of these different bar districts. Um, but she has been nice enough to drive down to Baltimore to join Mike and I in the pool room studios to do this cut today. So, Sid, tell us about the cocktail that you're going to be making. What's yes. it called today?
2: Um, so, it's called the Jack Honey Smash. I can't take credit because this is a cocktail from the horse you came in on in Baltimore. Okay. But, and we don't have, they make infusions there with Jack Daniels. So, we don't have the Honey Jack because that's their own secret recipe. But we're gonna do just standard Jack with honey.
0: Okay, so we're gonna kind of do like a Jimmy rig version. So Sid, why don't you get us uh, started with those cocktails? You make one for Mike and I and, okay. and yourself, and uh, and I'll take everybody through some of the ingredients. So, like Sid mentioned, you guys can definitely make your own infused. Uh, whiskey yeah which hop hop on youtube
1: you know i'm sure there's plenty of videos out there right
0: but but for today you know um we're gonna just use a classic jack daniels i originally bought jack honey i'm an idiot (laughs) apparently jack honey doesn't work for this recipe so i'm
1: sure it would but you know that's sid was like jack honey is not the same thing you know right like i love whiskey but like honey infused whiskey i just fuck off you know what i mean like what's the point you know
0: Right, and, I'm, you know, frankly, a lot of these recipes that we're sharing with you guys, they're malleable. Like, you know, you can make them a little bit heavier, a little bit sweeter, maybe use a different type of whiskey, a different type of alcohol. But for, but for this particular one, we're going to be using classic Jack Daniels, fresh mint, um, some honey, uh, a little bit of simple syrup, and fresh lemon juice.
1: got to love the shake as you've said before you really have to have those fresh ingredients when you're making any kind of a drink you know you, you can't use any kind of you know concocted bullshit you got to have that fresh mint you got to muddle that shit squeeze a fresh lemon in there you know pull the seeds out
0: it changes everything it does you know, um, I was reading an article today about what separates different types of gins. And mm. it really comes down to botanicals and the gyms. And mm-hmm. for years, I thought that the, that botanicals, when they speak specifically about gin... There you, you go, Mikey. Thank you. Ooh, that looks delicious. Why don't, why don't we just do a little cheers here? I mean, you know... Mmm. <laughs> wow. That is some good stuff. That's Thank tasty. you, Sid. That's really tasty. That is just. I'm going to
1: have to go to Dark Horse to try or Sorry, but <laughs> the horse you rode in, I fucked it up. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the horse you rode in on and try the real thing.
0: Let's see how many more times Mike can fuck up the name of the restaurant <laughs> before we're you done forgot
1: this the
2: Well, there's all. the horse you came in on and the horse you rode out on. There's oh, two but, sections. But
1: <laughs> it's the same like. Uh, yes, yeah, the, the original
2: orders. saloon size, the horse you came in on. The new cantina side is the horse you rode out on. Nice, that's yeah.
0: cool. That's cool. And of course, if you're from Baltimore, there's also the dark horse and there's the black horse and there's a, probably yeah. there's and a hundred other horses. There's a stalking horse. There's a yeah. the stalking horse. So it the gets horses. a little, That's
1: a, definitely the creepiest one. It gets a, a little. Imagine confusing. a horse actually stalking you. I mean, <laughs> for for somebody like me who's <laughs> definitely allergic to horses, it's completely <laughs> right. terrifying. That's it's a whole terrifying. other story.
0: <laughs> Sid, these cocktails are delicious. Thank you for bringing whiskey to the table. We've been on a kind of a kick of like some gin cocktails, some. Other, you know, we did rum. Tais, yeah. We did rum last oh. week's, and, and I'm a big uh, I'm a big whiskey drinker, too, so I'm yeah. so excited to have these gin, co- uh, these uh, I keep yep. saying gin. Yep, whiskey cocktails. <laughs> yeah, these are absolutely delicious. <laughs> the thing that sets it off for me is the mint. Mm-hmm. That's what really changes but it.
1: You still have that that nice taste of the actual bourbon. Or no the, doubt. I guess this isn't. It's just a straight. Mm. Sour Bash. Yeah. But just a, a nice taste of the air. Well, I
0: think that's the problem with a lot of cocktails is sometimes they hide the flavor of the alcohol. And mm-hmm. I really like to taste that. Absolutely. You know, if they make it too sweet. So anyway, thank you for making that for us. Uh, as we say every time on our podcast listeners, now that you have the recipe. Don't just listen along. Drink along. That's right. <laughs> So while you guys are drinking along, we're going to hop right into it. This is Sydney Borchman's Drinkton. It's like her bar service <laughs> industry LinkedIn. So Sid, tell us a little bit about how you got into the industry, um, You know, kind of the extent of your service experience, and then maybe where you work right now.
2: Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say I'm super excited to be on your podcast, but I'm still a little mad at you.
0: What, for what?
2: Because I thought of doing the almost the same exact podcast, but you jumped on it first. Oh. So you know you would
0: have been a great host too. You know, I've been sitting...
2: Maybe I'll do like a female version love down it. the line. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> we I'm would,
0: thinking. would love to just have you on as a co host <laughs> more and yeah, more, more often, you know? Yeah, I, th- I, I agree with that. I don't I don't understand why you know, th- this is uh just like the bar industry, this is for everybody. You mm-hmm. know, we're not exclusive here. I've been sitting on this idea for far too long and I said to myself, we gotta do it and and um, well, you
1: know what you were missing. You're pandemic? Missing, no, you're missing me. Oh, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. you. That's yeah.
0: right. <laughs> you know, there's something about an in- international pandemic that really um, realigns <laughs> your priorities and says to you, "Hey, you gotta shake things up. You gotta, you gotta take chances in your life that you might not be taken." So, yeah. Um, but anyway, don't let me steal the show. Sid, tell us how you kind of got into this business.
2: It's funny. So, back when we were going to West Virginia, there was this newspaper. And it had this little article they put out, the Bartender of the Week. Okay. And we were, spe- I specifically remember this, we were in the dining hall with some of our friends. And this is when we, we, we dated all through our college. Okay. So I remember y'all
0: Man, I mean, I do remember about- that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know if you remember that. Sorry. But- I'm, I'm
0: saying okay because I vaguely remember this newsletter. It was like, kind of like a student newspaper
2: yeah. type of thing, right? <laughs> and y'all were like kind of drooling over this Bartender of the Week. And I know it's it's so not in my character, I know you can vouch for me, but I'm, I'm not typically jealous, but I think I got a little jealous. Okay. And I was like, I want to be the girl in that newspaper.
0: <laughs> I want to be the hot bartender that every yeah. guy's trying to go to see. So that's really what it was? That's what drew you into the industry?
2: Yeah, in a way, like I wanted to be like, I'm going to be, I'm going well, to show that girl up, I'm going to be in that newspaper.
0: Okay, so 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 you get a little bit motivated, what do you do from there, like...
2: I told my mom about like thinking about becoming a bartender because there's just a bunch of bars in Morgantown, and she was all about it. She was more about it than I was. Really? She and she probably regrets that now.
3: <laughs>
2: but she was like, "Oh, that's Sydney. is such a great way to make extra money when you're in school." So we and, she, and immediately when I'm at, my mother gets an idea, she needs to research it. Yes. So she's already on the laptop looking into bartending schools and finds this. <laughs> This school called New York Bartending School in Manhattan, actually a very prestigious school.
0: Right, so she's, but, but again, like, you're telling me she's throwing it all in. Like, yes. she's doing research. She's like, you're going to this bartending school. Yes. She's, she's more into it than even you are at this point.
2: She's, she's setting it up. And it's funny because I think a lot of us in the industry, we make fun of bartending schools. Yeah. But this was actually a really good school.
0: Now, Sid, I'm so happy that you brought up your mom because I'm telling everybody. I'm telling everybody with their ears in headphones listening to this shit, the only way that this podcast, this particular episode, ends up a 10 out of a 10 is if Sid does an unbelievable number of impressions of her mother. (laughs) I want every three stories to hear Tony Vataka fucking talking like she's from Brooklyn, that kind of thing, hit you in the face like a brick. So the more impressions I can get of Tony the better. We saw so,
1: that impression where she slapped you. I'd love to see that one in person. I think we Maybe might even get to that. <laughs> that. You can always replay that. <laughs> I think we might
0: even I don't want to replay that. She might, she might be, uh, she might be, uh, you know, a little bit past her prime. But I'll tell you what, the slaps aren't. She can still knock a motherfucker out. You told
2: her the game was called slap a hoe.
0: Okay. What, what do I look like? I'm, I'm a nice, respectable gentleman. I ain't no hoe. Okay. okay. Now, but all right, you know what? They, they've scratched the surface on this, so we're gonna go on a quick little tangent. All right. So, Sid and I have a little history. I've known her for a very long time. We used to go up to her parents' cabin up at Killington, Vermont. We used to play this game called slap a Which, by
1: the way, or Slap-A-Ho, slap, slap Cup, my favorite drinking game of all time. It is, once everybody understands the rules, it is the most fun, most thrilling, and you don't even necessarily have to get drunk. If you're good, you can just fuck other people up all night The Hyperloop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's There's, fucking great. Plus,
0: you know the other thing I love about that game is it's one of those games where somebody who's not a big drinker is like, yeah, I don't really know if I want to play, and then 20 minutes in, they're like, fuck you! Yeah, fuck you! You know, so and, and they, they lose their mind, so... Anyway, we're up in Killington, Vermont. We're playing Slap-A-Ho. And for whatever reason, every time around the circle, instead of slapping the cup, Sid is slapping me in the face. And it's getting really old. And finally I tell her, okay, you got to move. And I replace her in the circle with her mother, thinking, okay, her mom is not going to slap me in the face. First time around the circle, she tees off on me. I, my head spins around like a tock. I'm like a rock 'em sock 'em robot. I'm laying on the floor, spitting blood out my mouth, and she's laughing over top of me. <laughs> Uh, just, just like a crazy person. I'm looking up at her, and she's crying, laughing, drinking <laughs> Gentleman Jack. And I'm just like, what is that? What is wrong with this family? What is going on here? So, all right, we stole the story. Get us back to it. So your mom is really excited about you being a bartender, and she starts to go all in about doing some research, trying yeah. to get you into the industry.
2: Yeah, so she found this, this prestigious bartending school oh. in Manhattan. Called New York Bartending School, and it it was really good. It was a really good school. Yeah. And so I went there like a just like like a really intense two week course. Okay. But I learned honestly, I learned a lot, and the test was pretty hard too.
0: Okay. So, so you're talking like you're going. This is like a everyday type of class. You're going there for two uh, weeks. Yeah,
2: five days a week for two weeks, and Holy then shit. the last day you had to make twenty drinks another in, in under five minutes. And they were just shooting drinks at you, mm. and oh, you're, oh. Uh, you know, you're just learning. But so, and it was just very the way you had to do things. Like if you did it the wrong way, if you put a bottle back and yeah. you didn't have the label facing you, they would just mm. all, all over. Like so, it was crazy. The bottles were getting smashed everywhere because people are so nervous. And, well, I mean, look, Manhattan's
0: the bartending mecca. Yeah. So well, it, yeah. it brings a whole new
1: meaning to passing the bar. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck you. I'm I, sorry. Think, <laughs> I think. I think. Um, <laughs>
2: A lot of people in the industry kind of talk crap on bartending schools, like, it's stupid. Which, yeah. Do you need it? No. I think one of, a very frequently asked question I get is, don't you need a license? Yeah. yeah absolutely not. I mean, I, mean, I, I lied. We all know that.
0: I mean, I lied. I'm just going right. to tell the people straight up. My first bartending gig, they asked me, have you ever bartended before? I said, oh, yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> and I know to make all the martinis and the cocktails and all kinds of things. Total lie. Yeah. I bought a bartender Bible from the Barnes & Noble. I stuck it in my back pocket. And mm-hmm. I... You know, I, I faked it through my first couple shifts, you know, until I got into the industry. I'd go up to another bartender and say, hey, I don't know how to make this. Help me out, you
1: Well, know? and, you know, there's a, there's kind of a hierarchy, too, because there are some bars where you all you need to know how to do is pour beer, you know what I mean? Or, or a pop a, a bottle. Yeah, or, right. you know, mix a rum and coke. But then, of course, there are places where you, you've got to be a straight-up mixologist, and you've got to know mm-hmm. how to make all these, you know, really intricate yeah. cocktails. Um, You know, so
0: that's a great segue because, to be honest with you, Sid has been in a lot of different type of bartending Mm environments. She's been high volume. She's been in some bars that really, uh, you know, that are in historic districts that really uh, kind of put an emphasis on some more craft cocktails. So. Let's get back to it. So your mom really pushes you into the industry. You were interested from yeah. seeing that kind of bartender highlight newsletter at West Virginia. And so you do the you do the uh, bartending school. And then how did, you know, what's your first bartending gig?
2: <laughs> well, I think of it as Joe is in Morgantown, but really it was Shooters. <laughs> so, which we just pretend like never happened. So, so no Why nice is that? Deal.
0: Tell us about Shooters. Describe the bar to me.
2: It was a dungeon, and and (laughs) it was shady because I remember my first shift, and this I don't know. This girl was training me, and she, the owner, took the tips, counted them with his back towards her, and then just kind of like, like here's here's your cut. Mm. And she tried to question him, and I remember like, that's it, that's your cut. And
0: yeah, this is feeling a little bit militant. (laughs) This is not right. (laughs) That was not right. Yeah, that's not cool. That was
2: not cool. Yeah.
0: So when you say a dungeon, I mean. That doesn't really paint a picture of like, you know, good lighting, good hygiene, somewhere I want to like eat or drink food yeah, or beverages. I, I just
1: imagine like rob zombie on repeat <laughs> all, all night
0: long. Right, so how long did you work how long did you put up with this?
2: I think I was there for 3 weeks.
0: Okay, and then you 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 busted out.
2: Well, cuz had interviewed at Joe Mama's, I didn't get it right away. And, and Joe I was Ma- so bummed because I wanted it so bad. And then finally I remember Eli texting me on, like, a Sunday saying, hey, you want a job still?
0: Right. So, so you. <sighs> so we got to slow down a little bit. So Joe Mama's is the kind of the pinnacle bar in Morgantown. It's right on the strip uh, on, on High Street in downtown Morgantown. Eli's one of the owners. Um, GM. It is the place to be. GM. GM, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, G- You know, uh, Joe Mama's is the place to be when you're in Morgantown you're going out. They got live music. They got the big boat bar. Mm -hmm. And not to mention all the girls wear little booty shorts. So that's a pretty uh, additional perk uh, (laughs) for the customers. Um, So anyway, so you work at Joe Mama's. And where do you go from there? What other kind of, would you bounce around in the industry after that?
2: Well, yeah, that was all senior year. And that was, I loved, that was so much fun. And you know I'm so close with so many of the girls I worked with there. Um, and then I moved to Baltimore. Okay. And then there are certain places I'm not going to put a name on because That's I fine. don't fully respect some of the owners I work. So I don't want I don't want to give bad reviews. Only good reviews on this podcast. So so Sid, listen. Yeah. We
0: have a motto on this podcast. Okay. It's protect the innocent and the guilty. <laughs> and the guilty. Okay. So look, if if there's ever you know if there's a story that comes up and you don't want to name the bar, you don't want to name the yes. bartender. What we're going to ask you to do is just give it a label we'll call this you know we'll call this bar number one we'll call this bartender you know cinnamon right you know call
2: it the Towson bar
0: okay the Towson bar there you go that's a great that's a great way to kind of pin it down for the people so all right so you bounce around you come bartend here in Baltimore Mm -hmm. I know you were at the horse you came in on for a little while which I think a lot of our listeners are big fans of Uh, tell us a little bit of that experience at the horse
2: I love the horse.
0: Yeah, it's I just, can't.
2: That's why it doesn't need a fake name. Because that's, <laughs> it's just it was one of my favorite places. That and Joe Mama's two my favorite places I ever worked at.
0: What do you think your favorite thing about working there was? You know that made it maybe different from some other bars.
2: It's got this X factor to it, but also uh, I am such a fan of live music. Yeah, and just especially when I came back briefly after I came back from San Diego and yeah. been working there again, just. Reappreciating how grateful I am to begin to just hear these incredible musicians play for f- for free yeah. while yeah. I'm making money, I get to just be honestly I graced with their presence, and that's how I looked at it because yeah. there was so so much talent coming through there, and I just I have a passion for live yeah. music, so I've, live
0: music changes the bar. Yeah, I've always
2: so it's just so entertaining.
1: Yeah, I've always been super jealous when I've gone to like places like the Eight x Ten or anything where you know I'm going to see a show. And then the bartenders are there just getting to listen to all of it for free. And like you said, making yeah. money the whole time. I was always very jealous of all of those different bartending positions.
2: Yeah, and I think I enjoyed it before I moved to San Diego and I was working there for how long. But when I came back, just realizing, you know, you never yeah. realize what you have until it's gone kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so, um, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was even more grateful for that because I, I love it.
0: Just to fill in the gaps because, uh, you know, I know Sid's throwing a lot at you. You know, she's had the opportunity, I think, in some really cool markets. Like, you know, she's currently working at, where is it now?
2: Top Golf. Top
0: Golf yeah, right outside of New York, in New Jersey, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's bartended in Morgantown, which is obviously a great bar town. Um, Baltimore is a really underrated um Yeah, oh, so
2: underrated.
0: For cocktails and bars. And, you know, uh, the horse is just such a a, um, a staple here in Baltimore, especially if you visit or, or even if you live here, going down to Historic Fells Point. But Sid also spent some time working out in San Diego, and, um, you know, there seems to be, like, a common theme with a lot of the bars that you work at that live music is such, like, a foundation where you work, whether that's Joe Mama's, mm-hmm. whether that's the horse, mm-hmm. whether that's the beach bar out, out in San Diego. I feel like you, you've you had the opportunity to have a lot of live music, and it just feels like it changes the atmosphere, right, for the customers, for the bartender. So, I, Absolutely. you know, I, I I think that, you know, there are a lot of great restaurants where you can go and have a... You know, quiet, casual night without music playing. But I, to me, that really does change the atmosphere mm. for bars. Oh, so. absolutely! So cool. So, um, thank you for giving us an idea, kind of like where you're at right now. We're gonna jump right into the questions. These are our top ten. The it, gauntlet. The gauntlet. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. You know, Mike and I took some time um, and we really sat down and tried to put together some questions that we thought were universal. That the cut, that the you know, the audience would want to hear, but that a lot of would relate to a lot of bartenders. So we're gonna jump right into it. Thing is, pet peeves and misconceptions. Tell us a little bit about like pet peeves that you may have against customers, other bartenders, or just maybe like some misconceptions that your customers have about the service industry, about bartending.
2: One of my top pet peeves, and this is something I haven't experienced in a while because of COVID, not having the high volume anymore. Right. But when you're working, you know, a busy Saturday, Friday night. And it's always the early 20-somethings. It's always the <laughs> 20-somethings that do this. They need, they just, they don't have, I don't care if you don't have cash. I, I'm totally fine with a card. But if you're going to pay your card, open, if you're having more than one round, open a tab. Yes. And don't give me the excuse that, oh, I always forget it. I, I always forget my card. You know what? Like, I don't care. That's your problem, that you're irresponsible.
0: <laughs> you're a drunk asshole. That's not my problem.
2: Just yeah, you need to work on that problem. You need to personally develop yourself to the point where you don't forget your card. I say that's not like that's so that's just inconsiderate of me. I have to do this transaction every time. Mm -hmm. Well and and be an adult. And and not to
0: mention when you're talking about high volume bars, right? Like doesn't that really slow down the entire like experience, right? If everybody's opening and closing tabs every time rather than running a tab, it becomes a brutal Brutal experience. It's super annoying to keep coming back to a table, and they're like, "Here's a new tab. Here's a new tab every single time." So,
2: no, yeah,
0: Mike, how do you feel about that? Like,
1: cause no, yeah, that that totally makes a lot of sense. And you know, if they get hit with enough of those, you know, mandatory tips because they forgot their card that night. Hopefully they'll get their shit together and learn just to pick up their card at the end of the night. Not you know? t-
0: totally true. I got to be I got to be totally honest with you guys. I often lie to customers and I tell them that we have a credit card charge per transaction. Oh, I, I, I'll do it all the time. I'll do it all the time and I'm not I, listen, I am not ashamed to admit this at all because look, I don't care whether you run up a tab that's only $2. I'm not trying to run extra money on you. Mm. What I have a problem with is you're slowing me up. Right, I'm trying to serve everybody at an efficient rate, and you're asking me to open and close the tab all the time. So it's easier to say, "Hey, you know, we have a credit card charge every time you open a new tab," and that usually motivates them to just leave the damn thing up. <laughs> yeah, lies are mm. good for that. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, white lies sometimes it can go a long way. So, all right, well, well, listen, this is category two, best tips, worst tips. Tell us about some like you know your best tip stories or when you really got shafted.
2: Man, it's I, it's nothing. Nothing sticks out to me hard. Yeah. But (laughs) one time when I was bartending in San Diego, I had this two couples. They were you know going out together, sitting at my bar, and one of them opened up a tab for the group, ordered their drinks. Um, I guess they kind of had an agreement that they were going to split the tab maybe or something. Something transpired between them, right? So.
0: So this is a four top. Yes. Okay, two couples.
2: Yes, two gotcha. couples. So, and I, I guess that's what happened. That's how I it guess. always
0: starts. <laughs> they made
2: some type of agreement. So, they all wanted pina coladas, so I made them their pina coladas. These cunts. And <laughs> I guess one the one couple, I guess they drank they drink like half of their pina colada and left. Uh, I don't know what happened, but they just left. Okay. So, then later on, like the other couple still there. They were another round, da, da, da. So, finally it comes to that point where they want to close out. So I'm like, okay, so I close out the check, give it to him, and he goes, wait, they they just left and didn't pay their drinks? And I said, I don't know, I guess that's what happened, did you have some type of...
0: So this guy's surprised.
2: (laughs) He's surprised.
0: He's surprised that his friend, or his girlfriend's friend, whatever, right, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how they got got to double dating, right, I don't know, but he's (laughs) surprised that the other couple didn't pay their drinks. Yes, correct. So how do you handle that?
2: So I'm just, I, I mean, I'm just trying to show, I guess, genuine concern, like, what well, was that not supposed to be what happened, or, you know, I'm just trying to show that I give a shit, really.
0: All right, tickle's those balls a little bit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So, it's like, and they didn't even finish their pina coladas. And I'm like, yeah, I mean. Time out. Okay. That was a
0: snort. Y'all heard it. That's going on the board. Sorry, Sid, continue. Well, that'll make sense later.
2: So I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I guess maybe they had to go. I, he's upset. I guess just based on the fact that this couple didn't pay for their drinks and also didn't even finish the drinks, right? Hmm. Which is a sin. So he's like, well, that's a shame. He goes, well, I guess no tip for you.
1: Whoa. What the fuck is wrong with people? (laughs) God. <clears throat> Hold on
3: a second. Hold on.
0: I think we need to slow down this I lo- process. I love that he had the balls to say that to you. Like Ma- my friends suck, so fuck you, like, Mike. I think you know where I'm gonna go with this next question. Okay, I need you to describe what this person <laughs> looks like. Okay, because because the way I, I blocked
2: out of my memory. I bet you
0: did. What, th- the reason why I wanted to understand this is, I, I always like to understand what an asshole really looks like. Like. When I say the name Troy, there everybody out there can like envision a Troy in their mind, right? You know, maybe he's got like a frat boy no. backwards hat on and he's a little cocksucker, right? He's yeah.
2: Not Troy. This was a Chad. Oh, oh. this is a
0: Chad. We're,
2: remember, we're in California. <laughs> I bet he was
0: wearing. Tell me if I'm wrong. Was he wearing flip flops and either pa- and pants? Yeah,
2: we were in Pacific pants, beach, but with pants, oh. flip flops with pants. We were, he was definitely wearing some type of tank top because we were in Pacific Beach. Oh my I Like
1: a flat bill or like backwards hat, maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: How but many hookah beads were around his <laughs> neck?
2: No. no. so this but is... I so was pissed. I bet you were, to say this, the least.
0: This, look, look. The but
2: equ- flabbergasted, too. Yeah. Just, like, what? Yeah.
1: The, the logic. There is none, yeah. And I,
2: I did ask him, like, I don't understand. I can't even fully remember what he said, but it was just something along the lines of, like, you should have stopped him, you should have... <sighs> Asked him to pay his drinks. Didn't you know that's what was happening? So your job
0: was to police his friends from not fucking him over?
2: Apparently. And also just the fact that he didn't even finish his pina coladas was apparently my fault. See, that's the moment
0: moment where I looked the man dead in the eye and I said, Sir, okay, I'm going to quit my job. (laughs) I am going to become your personal... Uh, your personal justice warrior. And I'm going to follow you around throughout your daily life. And anytime somebody fucks you over, I'm going to make it right. And you're going to pay me. You're going to pay me my salary every year. Well, and, you're going to tip and me and properly also, for the, protecting the, you from getting fucked well, over. That's is, the, ridiculous.
1: The guy didn't even really fuck his friends over because he knows them. We're assuming, right? So right. he could always collect later. Be like, hey, you owe me a round or something. Right. Who got fucked man. over was Sid. That's who got fucked over. Yeah, it's crazy. That it, it was like uh, when we had his brother on. Um, he went to get, pick, collect for like a $200 tab and they didn't tip. And she, the, the person, was, he went up and said, what, was the service She's like, no, the waitress last time was shitty, so you're not getting a tip. <laughs> no, no, what did he like, say <laughs> last time? She was <laughs> nasty. Nasty. But, yeah, she the was waitress too. was nasty but, like, that, last time. Like, I don't understand the kind of person that comes up with that. Faulty logic that something else fucked up happened, so now I'm gonna take it out. So, I have this
0: theory, and I've had it for years that there are people that when they get in their car, when they walk out of their house to go out to eat a meal, they've already decided that they're not gonna tip. And the entire Mm -hmm. time, the entire time they're trying to come up with the excuse that (laughs) they're then gonna share oh, I didn't tip you because your bathroom smells like cinnamon. (laughs) I didn't tip you because the cheesesteak. Didn't have enough fried onions on it. I'm not going to tip you because I don't like that you didn't write down my order. You remembered it verbatim. Like, it's always, like, the most obscure thing. No, but that's
2: exactly what I was going to say. I think some people... I think a a really important success principle in life is to... If you want to receive anything good in your life, you need to be a giver, a go-giver. Yeah. And these people that we're talking about... They're going out and thinking, how much can I get from this squeeze out of this restaurant or establishment by and give the least.
0: How can I get one over on them?
2: Right, right. and so they're not coming looking to enjoy an experience and also give back. They what? just want to. They just want to take. They're not givers or takers.
0: One of the biggest lessons I ever learned, and I and I mean I mean this as is such a great compliment. I've. A lot of people have shared this with me, but your parents in particular have been huge in sharing this it is, just be crude about it. You got to grease the wheels, right? You know, you want great service. You make sure you take care of that person. You know, you want a good table. You make sure you're kind. You know, you call ahead. You, you take the steps to be considerate, Wait, right? You should
1: just do that. And, and also, we've talked about this before, but on the server or bartender and like you should just take care of everybody well because that's your job. You know, you should just do your job well. But at the same time, especially if you're returning to a place, you know, going, taking that extra step to show that you care about the people taking care of you, you're gonna get treated better when you end up coming back mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? If it's really busy, they're gonna make sure that your drink orders get taken mm-hmm. care of. So, right. I mean, you're, you're really just helping yourself right. in
3: the end. Right. And now, after
1: that asshole comes back who didn't tip, I, I've done this before, where I still took care of the person, but like they were the last person on the list. I no did not give doubt. a shit. I already knew it's like you're not going to tip me, so why am I going to go out of my way to make sure you have your fucking ranch when you need it? Like well, you're you're literally the last priority I have. Right. And
0: this goes back to what again? You bring up my brother from one of our previous co- podcasts, and you know he was talking about this idea of mutual respect, where he he made the great point, and I think this is, is lost on a lot of people that never worked in the service industry. If you decide. If you wake up today and you decide, I'm going out to eat, I'm going to leave my home and I'm going to go eat at a restaurant, there are certain things that you need to, like, make peace with. You're going to spend more money than the food's worth because you're buying it at retail, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to need to tip that person right and maybe and maybe you need to go, be a little bit more considerate to the person that is serving you your food now i'm not saying you need to go out of your way for them but guess what they're they're putting up with a lot of other cocksuckers that night yeah. right like if you want good service all you need is a little bit of kindness a yeah. little bit of thoughtfulness well, that, should just, that should
1: just be your daily mindset yeah. um, what, one one thing i was wondering too well, since you were out in san diego did you have to make a lot of, like, frozen drinks like that, like pina coladas and everything? At that
2: beach bar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that, I,
1: I Those were the worst ones. I, I didn't even think about it. But I weird. learned
2: how to master a blender, at yeah.
1: least. Fair enough. I just, I, anytime we got any kind of frozen drink, ah, I just hated that shit so Do you
0: much. know my three favorite words in the bartending profession? The what? blender isn't working? Our, b- our blender's <laughs> broken. Yeah, there you not working. Our <laughs> blender's <laughs> broken. <laughs> there you go. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things was, to say. I was,
1: like, at the Nautilus, we had that Captain machine it worked the entire time <laughs> anytime somebody anytime somebody asked we're like oh yeah the cappuccino I mean, it, machine's broken what well, so, well, was so
0: funny is uh, <laughs> at one point you could have the employees making themselves cappuccinos and then another employee is telling a table 10 feet away that the cappuccino machine doesn't work <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite things yeah it never oh they're working it. on it they're yeah. trying to figure out how to, how to figure it out so well that's a great that's a great best tip worst of story that's just nothing you can do about that you know yeah, yeah, and uh, so and was,
1: speaking of drinks that we don't like to make, uh, the next one is uh, worst drink orders. Anything that stands out in your mind. Something you hated to make or something that was just a just foul. Yeah, foul it's, drink.
2: Well, it's definitely true because I've seen little articles on this, but it's so true that we do judge you on what you drink. Yeah. We do. <laughs> Long Islands.
0: Yeah. Do it to them. Go in. Go in on them, Sid. If do it heard, to them. Listen.
2: When you're 21, it's a rite of passage. Mm. I drank it when I was 21. Out of a pitcher. Yeah, it's not like fat daddies, right? Morgantown. But if you are above, I, mean, I don't care. If you're 22, stop that shit. <laughs> it's not a real drink.
0: Tell people what's in. Tell, tell a, people what's in the Long Island. Tell people what's in the Long
2: Island. It's a glass of trash. <laughs> and if you drink that, you are trash unless you're 21. Unless you're what about
0: 21. if you're 22?
2: Grow the fuck up. Oh, okay, yeah. what if
0: you're what if you're twenty and you're in there underage? Can you drink it then? No. Only twenty one. <laughs> only the twenty first <21st laughs> no, year this, of existence. This really does kind of Other than sense. that you're trash. This does make I
2: sense. I just don't under like I've like I, I remember being on like a date with someone who said he loved blue motorcycles, which is basically a long island that's blue. Mm. And that was just, that was it. Yeah. you're like no, uh,
0: you're like we're done here
2: like I've already figured out who you are
0: <laughs> you know
1: that's it's kind of funny because uh the girl that a uh, girl I dated when I was here in Baltimore I took her out it was after i kind of was like all right she's my girlfriend I took her out to actually uh, the uh, the Kent uh, right and, her, and she's ordering Long Island after Long Island and eventually she got because all it is is liquor it's it's just a glass full of liquor and it you know surprisingly tastes really good for being literally nothing more than liquor and what a little bit of yeah. What is it? Lemon juice or what? What do you add at the so end? The coca- Sours and a little Sours. bit. of Coca Coca-Cola yeah. Cola. Yeah. Give it the but cola. she ended up getting so trash. She spilled her Long Island and like could hardly speak. And so this, th- is, this is the girl that ended up shitting on my kitchen floor too. Really? So I, I think exactly. You're right. yeah. She's trash. Exactly. Like. So <laughs> hold on. We need to slow down here. No, we don't getting, need to tell that story.
0: Well, we don't need to tell that story, and I'm not going to tell that story <laughs> until we get Dirty Tom on here because. When Mike says his kitchen floor, he means our kitchen floor. She shit on my kitchen floor, too. And I wasn't even feeding her fucking Long Island. It's ridiculous. But to tell you, uh, I'll tell all you people out there that don't know how to make Long Island, I'm going to take you through it. So it's very simple. It's all your clear liquors, right? So it's going to be your vodka, gin, tequila, rum, triple sec, splash of Coca-Cola, splash of sour mix. It's basically, as Sid described so eloquently, a glass full of trash. Okay, mm. you, 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 it's not something you need to ever drink as an adult. And if you consider yourself an adult and you are drinking them, you really need to reassess yeah, your priorities. if you want to get that hammer,
1: just you know, take some shots. You know,
0: goddamn yeah. right, straight booze, Jamie. Yes, get that Jameson in your life. You know. <laughs> well, speaking of mistakes, like drinking Long Island's, I want to hear about the ultimate mistakes, fuck ups, um, whether it's yours or your coworkers. Just tell me about like just a calamity that has happened in your bartender experience. Oh, she's got <laughs> this a good one. It's
2: so funny in retrospect, because this came to me, but this was back in the Joe Mamas days. Okay. So when you started a tab at Joe Mamas, you had to give your ID and your card. Right. They, I always
1: hated that by the way. But the cool like thing that. the cool thing about Joe
0: Mamas, the cool thing about Joe Mamas, I'm tech I'm with you when you have to give like more information than necessary. Yeah. Cool thing about like, Joe Mama. my Mom? social
1: security number too? Like, what
0: the fuck? Right, yeah. right, yeah, right. But the cool thing about Joe Mama is they give you a wristband with a number on it, mm. so you can go to any bar in the entire building and mm. just flash the wristband.
1: Yeah, I've never been to Joe Mama. It becomes. So I, I, I just remember going right. to a regular bar and they're like, "I need your ID," and I'm like, "No, fuck you!" Like, what happens if I need to leave in an, mm. an emergency and yeah. I need my fucking like, yeah. no. And go, I always ended up giving it to him because I wanted a drink, but it just always seemed over the top. Go me. tongue punch the
0: bouncer's asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck no, that's how felt about it. I know or go
2: to the ATM and get some cash. Yeah, yeah fair I mean, enough. That's enough. I'm outnumbered here. I'm going to shut up. But, so, so any, and gentlemen. I don't know who, we don't know who did this, who c- committed this mistake, I guess, but, you know, we had the little Rolodex of, you, what do you call that? The- Rolodex
0: of credit cards, right? right? It's so, the alphabetical ordered credit cards. So,
2: some girl closed out her tab and her last name was like Morgan or something like that with an M. And the bartender gave her some name that was completely different, some last name that was started with a B or Sargento. A, yeah, something different. And the kicker was one girl was black and one girl was white. And uh, you have the IDs, and you still gave <laughs> the wrong ID to the wrong girl with a completely different last name and a completely different skin tone.
0: This gives a whole so, new meaning to a dumb blonde, right? Here. So but we don't even know what yes, the fortune is. Yes, and also, like.
2: of course, at Joe Mamas, they—I don't know how it is these days—but they would let us rip shots. Ah. So who knows? So Eli had such a headache because I remember him. Like, texting... He would text us really... I'm sorry, Eli. If like, you listen to this <laughs> So, again, this he, is...
0: The, everybody, this is the GM of the bar, yeah, right? He and would, he's...
2: He has to deal with these idiot 21... 18 to 21-year-old girls, like, bartending. That are
0: bartending, right.
2: Right. So, he's, like, handling basically, like, little, like, chimpanzees or whatever. So, <laughs> he's such an idiot.
0: He's so, essentially Gargamel and all these little hotties are, like, his Smurfs, okay? Yeah. And they're running around in their booty shorts... <laughs> They're ripping fucking drinks. They're trying to bartend, and they have the degenerates of Morgantown, fuck, you know, causing all kinds of trouble. So it's got to, it can't be easy.
2: So whoever we gave the card to decided, oh, this isn't my card. Cool. So this person actually started like running this this debit oh. card. Oh. The, so. Wait wait wait.
0: So the so the customer who got a different customer's yeah. card said, I'm gonna run up drinks on it. Mmm, Or right. did
2: something with that card? Yikes. No. But it was a headache for, because Eli was the one who had to deal with it. Nice. I remember him just texting us so angry like, I can understand if one last name was Morgan and one was Morton and they were both the same race.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one girl's black and one girl's white. How fucking wasted were you? That's the okay. real question, right?
2: Yeah, so now, is this one of these, so funny. <laughs> is
0: this one of these stories where you're telling the people, it was my friend who made this mistake? <laughs> Or was this really you? Come on, level with us.
2: No, I don't. I really don't know. It could have been me. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe she was
0: check- based in that night.
2: <laughs> but it was. It was like the boat bar. So there's yeah. six bartenders who work that. So I don't know.
0: That's mm-hmm. great. Did anybody ever find out who it was? No. Wow. That's all right. So that's a. That is a classic fuck up. Like that is an all timer There's one time you. You've kind of like sparked this idea in my brain. What you know. Uh, the whole credit card situation is always a hassle, right? Do we lose somebody's credit card? Do we give the wrong credit card back to the wrong person? Do we swipe the wrong credit card for the wrong tab? Mm-hmm. One time, and I kid you not, I'm working at Ocean Pride. This mm-hmm. is like the first year I'm working there. When a heavy-duty Friday night rush, and one of the bartenders I'm working with, this girl Alexia, she goes to swipe a credit card, and her credit card machine was tacked to the wall, and. Uh, I think some of you guys are probably familiar with like crown molding like on the side of a wall where the wall comes down and the crown molding Mm. is maybe like halfway down the wall or a third of the way down the wall. So we have this credit card machine tacked to the wall right above where the crown molding starts and she goes to swipe the credit card and the credit card slips out of her hand and (laughs) slips down the back of the (laughs) crown molding. In between the wall and the crown molding, and the customer is sitting two feet away and sees this happen and goes, you better get my fucking credit card. (laughs) So then it becomes this, you know, it becomes the entire restaurant all hands on deck with butter knives trying to fish this fucking credit card out from behind the crown molding. And, And finally... We're so busy. Nobody's waiting on any tables. All the drinks are backed up. I can't take it anymore. I run to my car. I get a crowbar. Why, I do, you a, why do you have a crowbar? In your you car? gotta keep a crowbar in your car. You <laughs> never do- listen, man. At the time, I was living in Baltimore City. There were some riots happening. I wanted to make sure I was safe. You never know. When crowbar you're gonna- is your choice. I'm so just get saying. Some spray. I, I'm just saying. You know, like you never know when you're gonna need a crowbar. So I come back in. I pry the crown molding off the bar. I go throw it in the back that's of the awesome. house. We give the guy his credit card. Later in the shift, we tack the crown molding back to the that's, wall. That's a pretty baller move. Couldn't take it, it anymore. Couldn't I'll take get, it I'll anymore. It so, you. All right. So this this is actually probably a good transition. We talked a little bit about fuck-ups. I want to take it to the next level. Okay. Okay? I want to talk about health code violations. Okay? Give the people the horror stories of what you've seen in the industry.
2: Oh, man. I mean, I feel like this isn't even interesting, but it's just the little things. Like, I, I hate this too. I hate when cooks don't wear gloves and they're, you know, grabbing the fries and putting it on the plate and they don't have.
0: So you mean every cook ever? <laughs>
2: yes, I hate okay. that. Just to be clear. I hate that so much. But it's funny, I going, I know this is another question you're probably going to ask me about people getting fired, but one we'll of my coworkers.
0: We'll get to that. Save it. Save it. Because
2: it blends. blends.
0: Okay. Okay, so it blends. But let's save that for firing, okay? Besides the cooks touching the food, is there anything else, like, in the service industry that really sticks out to you? Like, you know, Mike, you know, my brother told us a great story about a manager diddling her skittle in the bathroom Mike told us a she great story. for masturbating in the bathroom. Mike told us a great story about uh, a guy that he used to deliver pizzas with, dipping his balls into somebody's like pizza okay. or ranch. I mean, anything that you've really heard that's how like... About, all right. That's like a... Almost like... A uh, felony. Yeah. Let's go on. All right. How
2: about something I did, but it was consensual? Oh, oh my shit.
1: God. Wait, we're going to talk about sex stories, too, so... It's not,
2: no, it's not consensual. <laughs> it's consensual. Let's do it. Let's do it. Not sensual. Consensual. Okay. But... But <laughs> I was working a Friday night in, um, in at the horseback saloon. And in Baltimore. Had, that's
0: the horse you came in on.
2: Yeah. So, I don't know. I had a group of guys around our age. Okay. And we were just, one of them was super witty. So, we're just going back and forth, like jabbing each other. It was just, like very like fun. And right. We were just, they were really a little funny. A flirty, guys.
0: right? Whatever. Right.
2: Not even. But just, they were, they were just a good time. So, they all order shots of Jameson. So, I poured out. And this is early in the night. This is probably like 8 o'clock at night. And I don't know. One of them goes, spin his shot. Oh
3: my God. And I'm like laughing. I'm
2: like, stop it. And (laughs) his friend's like, no, spin his shot. I'm like, just, I look, I don't even say anything. I just look at them and the guy goes, spin my shot. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, so I just leave on the bar and just hawk a loogie. They're all like, ah! And they all just rip the shots together, and the guy rips the shot with my like, spit in it. Oh. And I'm just like, cry- I'm like crying because it's so funny. Okay. It's, like, they wanted to. Just- so then my friend. Are we like- talking like a. All right. Like
0: that kind of thing? Like you really. I over exaggerate. Just don't, a straight I, spit? I, I'm like a, not like really p-
2: good at hawking loogie. Just like a. P- I spit. Like a. P- <laughs> yes, I spit. Okay, fine. Give
0: us your best spit impression, real quick. For the people. They are on the audio. <laughs> Yo, it's theater of the mind here. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice.
2: So then, but my co comes running across the bar. She's like, like suffocating from laughing. She's like, Sydney, what happened? What happened? Did What happened? Did he piss you off? And I'm like laughing yeah. like, No, he wanted me to spit in his (laughs) shot. Did he take the shot? Yes. He just pounded it. The second I spit in it, it was was basically just like... I'm so (laughs)
0: happy she's telling this story right now because... See, this is why we do this podcast because I can't tell you how many stories Mike and I have where we don't even remember them Mm. until somebody else sparks it. We have a good friend, Ben, uh, our buddy who used to be the cook um, at some of the bars we worked at down in Ocean City, Maryland, right? I think you met Ben before. He's from Nepal, He's an absolute character. Yes. Well, Ben would come visit us here in Baltimore every now and then. About, I would say about four or five years ago, Ben comes to Baltimore. We're all hanging out. We're happy to see him. But it's like a Monday night, you know? Like, we're not all trying to get too crazy. We go down to Canton, and we're at Pug Ugly's in Canton. We order a round of Jameson's. I don't know why Jameson is like it's the... the it's quinti- theme tonight, yeah. It's the quintessential... It's the quintessential... Canton? Yeah. Yeah, Pug Ugly's? I
2: was f- fed.
0: Uh, it is fed. What am I thinking of? Uh, what's the one in Canton right next to? Who cares, Pug Ugly? Yeah, it's not important. I can't, it's gonna come to me in a second, but it's not Pug Ugly. Sid's right. Okay, got Pug Ugly is in fed. Okay. Um, anyway, so we're we're in Canton. I can't quite remember the bar. We order a round at Jameson's. And we decide that what we're going to do is all play around a at rock, paper, scissors to see who gets the short straw. And it turns out to be Ben. And the short straw is that we all take our belly button lint mm-hmm. out of our belly button and put it in his Jameson shot. And then he drinks it. And I thought that he was not going to do it. I mean, t- if anybody knows anything about Dirty Tom, his belly button had like a viral infection there for a while. Mm. He pulled out a chunk of lint. The size of like a small uh, stone. And put... I mean, it had extra hair growing off of it. It was foul. And Ben picks this thing up and drinks everybody's I'm, belly... Like seven dudes belly button lint. And the uh, Jameson all at once. I'm not,
1: not even surprised because last time we went out with Ben in uh, Fell's Point, uh, Nick and him... I have, a vid- I have a video of this on my phone. Nick takes a big piece of ice into his mouth, spits it across the table, Ben catches it in his oh! mouth. Oh! Yeah, and they think it's the funniest fucking thing. I'm like, you guys are oh fucking... God. Everybody's, like, looking at us, like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? No, but, uh, sitting back to your story. I love the idea of your coworker seeing you spit into somebody's shot glass and think that you were like, fuck you. You know, like, not a consensual thing. Like. I know.
2: <laughs> right.
0: That's great. That was
2: the highlight. I think that's still the highlight of my bartending career. That, yeah. And I knew what the second I'm Like, this is it. This is great. This it's is as as good as good as as it's gonna get.
0: <laughs> the funny thing is, like, none of us should actually ever be allowed to work in this industry. That's, the, like, the real truth, but... Then again, yeah. like, if we can't work in this industry, who should? Because if you're in it for five minutes, you're going to do all the same shit. Well, so. of
1: course, you got some crazy characters working there. You're going to have some crazy characters oh coming God. in. That's and right. We've yeah. we got another great, you know, uh, you know the next one's really good. What I was going to say is I could really use another one of these uh, Jack Daniels Honey Smashes. Why don't we
0: take a break? We'll get a little bit more liquored up. Sid, why don't you make us some more cocktails? And then we're going to jump into Ratchet and Crazy customers. There you go. Okay. All right, we are back. We are pumped full of some fresh Jack Daniels honey smashes. Mikey, cheers. Sydney, cheers. It's it's Imaginary being, drink. Yeah, Imaginary she's being responsible cheers. She's got to drive. She's got, she's got other priorities other than the podcast here. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, we need to jump into one of our best categories. Ratchet and Crazy Customers, Sid. Talk to us. Like, give us the horror stories. Because I know you got them. <gasps> There's so many. <laughs> it's like, where do you even start? These,
1: Especially yep. in your. Because you bartended a lot of those places where, like you said, it's really high volume. It's more of like a party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. To where, like, some of the places I worked, like, it was really rare for, something, for shit to hit the fan. You know what I
2: mean? I mean, like, Lord knows. Speaking of shit.
0: <laughs> Lord knows if Sid wanted to go in right now, she probably could just use this whole category to talk shit about all the times I've been a ratchet or crazy customer or whatever. Oh, yeah, of her one time.
2: Yeah, one time Steve threw a Red Bull can at my POS system. That never happened.
0: That's incorrect. It was a. I think it was a micro system. Was She's it? A liar. Was it an empty can or? I want to believe it was. I wasn't You know
2: what? Uh, I don't remember, but I just wasn't serving him because he was too too ratchet.
0: <laughs> she wasn't serving me because she was being a real ass. Okay, mm-hmm. and Caleb's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, I have been known. Uh, to be a bit of an uh, an ass when I get a little too drunk, but aren't we all? And that's kind of why we have this category. So let's go yeah. in on some uh, ratchet customers, and if I have to be the target, I'm happy to be the target.
2: <laughs> well, one really good story is it was I think it was a Friday night at the horse, okay, and this was happening right in front of the um the stage where the live music is happening, okay, and we don't know how this happened till this day. We no one saw it actually.
0: It's a phenomenon for the entire horse uh, that...
2: Someone took a shit on the dance floor. So oh, hell. my...
0: G- How in the
1: hell? We
2: don't know. We were making jokes like, did he just shake it out of his pant leg? <laughs> like, we don't know. But next thing you know, one of the... I think it was the GM. I think it was Trent, who he doesn't... He's not there anymore. He's in Florida. Um, but he said he just saw the the patrons just dancing around the fire... the f- <laughs> Dancing around the shit like it was like a campfire. <laughs>
0: It's the smelliest campfire ever. That gives a whole new meaning to a steaming pile, right? You um, know what the funny thing is? Uh, I have to immediately think if he shook it out of it, if he or she, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's be let's be realistic. Well,
2: because if it's a she, it's easier if she was wearing a skirt. Yeah, you know? no, doubt, like, no doubt, no
0: doubt. But but in either case, in either case, whether it's a he or a she, the obvious question that comes up is the underwear situation. Mm-hmm. If you shook it out of your pants leg. You know, maybe you're wearing some loose-fitting boxers, what if you're wearing briefs? I mean, did you squeeze it out like a tube of toothpaste yeah. down your thigh until you could get it to the end? Or maybe
1: like, it came to a part in the song where it's just like, yeah, drop it low, and then somebody and dro- perfect opportunity. <laughs> Apple-bottom so. jeans, yeah. poop
0: with the fur. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that kind of thing, right? <laughs> and you just leave one on that. That's insane. So, who, was
2: who, so good.
0: who had to clean it up?
2: Definitely one of the barbacks. Did
0: anyone yeah, step oh, in it? Or was it like they were dancing so around it? It like, was a spin the bottle. That's <laughs> remember, what I'm imagining.
2: I remember Trent just being like, and no one was stepping on it. They were just dancing around it.
1: It's like, amazing. See, that's where I would get off the dance floor. I'd be like, "There's, you have a situation over here. There's literally shit on the dance floor."
2: Now, oh man. Now,
0: for all you I mean, listeners that have not been to the horse, while it's
2: a small place, dude. yeah, it's tight quarters. It's not a that's big. It's, it's not even a dance floor. It's just a. It's just a.
0: Caddy corner. Barrier? I call it caddy corner. Of the right. Dance floor. Oh, yeah, it's so a little in front of the stage. Yeah, it's a little caddy corner. There's a tiny stage. The stage can't be bigger than a bathroom, right? No.
2: Yeah. You
0: know, and so um, there's not a lot of space for somebody to get away with that kind of crime, you know, and then and then run off into the night, which is which makes it even kind of more. Th- more, yeah, more no, impressive. It's like a mystery. I'm not it's even mad. A, a fan, I'm impressed. A, a phantom poop. If you're out there the and floor. you're the one who left the poop on the horse you came in on dance floor circa, what year was this? Part
2: 2016. If
0: you pooped on the horse you came in on dance floor in 2016, <laughs> if you email us, you'll get a free ran- <laughs> Team rancher Team Blue Cheese t-shirt. I, I I will never share it. I will keep your identity private, but I just want to
1: know. We, we, I just want to yeah, We're gonna need some kind of qualify, you know, because somebody's will, just gonna
0: want a free shirt I will also need a picture of your asshole to to make sure a <laughs> no, picture we, a picture of your shit. Yeah, we'll send it to Sid. And yeah, make we're sure gonna that need that a it, picture of your shit. Out. We'll send it to Sid. We'll make sure it was your poop. And and as long as you can give us enough details that it was you, I'm happy to send oh. you a free a Team Ranch Team Blue Cheese shirt. By the way, I'm glad we're bringing this up again. I mean, it seems to be a constant theme for all of our episodes. Sid, Team Ranch or Team Blue Cheese?
2: I have this written down right now. Do you? Yes.
0: Fuck yeah. Yes, I have
2: hard opinions about this. Let's go go in. Give All
0: the right. people your when opinions. I, when
2: a customer's ordering wings and I ask them the question, "Blue cheese or ranch?" This they don't realize this, but this is a moment of truth. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, depending on what they say, it's, it's Mike and make a break.
0: Mike and I always talk about that. This is a way to save yourself ten years of a bad friendship. <laughs> Right? Like if they say ranch, just cut that person out of your life right know, off the bat. Okay, Move so Sid, on. So, Sid's agree, right?
2: you need to say blue cheese. Okay. I'm going to think less of you. Say ranch, and I'm not it's saying I don't like. That. I like ranch just as much as the next person. But wings, it's blue cheese. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my God! So listen, we Mike and I had an absolute blast talking to Tony Castino. And for anybody listening, if you enjoy the Tony Castino episode, we actually have some bonus content. Mm-hmm. We did an additional recording with Tony afterwards. We all smoked some weed together. We got a little bit crazy. We got in some more sex stories. It's awesome. The bonus content's coming. Make sure you sign up for the Patreon if you're interested in that. We'll be releasing that to exclusive listeners. But we were were talking with Tony, and he goes, I like ranch and blue cheese equally. He went Switzerland on us. And I got to be honest with you. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I you want, gotta pick a side, man. I feel like you have to, right? exactly. Right, you know, at some point, like it, it's, it's, it's the line in the sand. You have to ask yourself, what kind of man? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of person am I? What now? kind of person <laughs> am I? You know, so any, I mean, any other opinions on this? Because you know, Tony, Tony also told us about um, working at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I worked there too. And the people that come to Buffalo Wild Wings, they want to be waterboarded with ranch. They want to mm-hmm. get drowned in a ranch bucket. So
2: and that I, ranch sucks.
0: I, mean, it does apparently, so. apparently, for I don't know we, why,
2: but I don't like Buffalo. I I haven't been there since 2013, but I remember there are ranches. So. From
1: what we learned last uh, episode, everything about Buffalo Wild Weeks. Well, that's true. The place I told you where I worked at, um, it was uh, actually it was called, uh, actually I don't want to give the name because of that one story. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the, the pizza place I worked at, I had to make the ranch. Their ranch is fucking legit. And I didn't know all ranch is is fucking buttermilk, a packet of seasoning. And fuck, what else is it? I, I can't. Remember. I will. I will look it up. I'll remember. But it's literally just. A well, shit. it's
0: literally like it's. It's a packet of seasoning, yeah. mayonnaise, and buttermilk. Yeah, ma- that's it. All mayonnaise, buttermilk, and yeah. a packet of seasoning is all it is. So you know, you actually bring up a good point. Ranch and is not all made equal. And while I am yeah. absolutely a blue cheese loyal to the day I die, I will say this: If you've ever been in Morgantown, West Virginia, and you know the Rusted Musket, there is one one type of ranch that I will go to war for over anybody else Sid tell them tell them about
2: it oh my god it's so good with those fr- those hot cheese balls yes and... it's the
0: hot cheese ball ranch I mean I can't tell you how many times I got drunk and fell asleep with a uh, 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 a basket of hot cheese balls on my chest. Yeah, ranch fucking dripping pork, off your face. Pouring ranch into my <laughs> mouth like I was, you know, like I was sucking off a mandinga. And I'll that's, and that's really
1: the point, too. Like, we're, we're not ranch haters, but there's there's a place and a time. You know yes, what I mean? 100%, yeah. and, yes, 100%. And Sid's from New York. So when you're talking about wings, you know what I mean? Like... That's, that's where they started, right? Buffalo. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I've got to give you, you know, a little bit more credit on, you know, your opinion about <laughs> blue cheese. Mike, you ranch. make a great point.
0: You make a great point. This is not us here vilifying ranch as a condiment. What we're vilifying are these people that are, like, culty about their ranch, yeah. okay? You're going to be culty about your ranch, and you're going to make me seem like a second class citizen because I like chunks of blue cheese. Mm. All right, fuck you. You know what yes. I mean? Team blue cheese for life. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get back to it. We're on a bit of a tangent here. And you know what? I feel like I want to fight somebody. <laughs> I feel like I want to fight some it's, fucking it's, ranch lovers. That's okay, Jack, Jack Daniels. All right, I'm gonna, <laughs> it's, all right, so anyway, that gives us a good segue. Fights, arrests, and fires. But One can, of my favorite can we games. back up? Okay.
2: Oh, my bad. My bad. Because. Shit. This is another, this is, this individual needs a little shout out. Give it to him. And I don't want to place him in the ratchet category, but he's just one of my, the favorite, my favorite people I've ever met in my life. But and I think I've told you this previously, Steve, but this story is less than a year old. This is when Oh, I was, yes. Yes. I love this story. So, <laughs> so I moved back to New York over this COVID situation. So I was. Pause. Okay, pause. Okay, fine.
0: Take your time with this one, okay? Really give the people all the details they need, okay? So she moves back to New York. Yep. COVID throws a wrench in everybody's plans. She's back in Staten Island. Go ahead. I don't want to I don't yes. wanna interrupt again.
2: Never thought I'd be back, but I was back. And I got this job at kind of like a divey bar on Staten Island, but I actually kind of love the place, and I love the owners. They're great people, but... It was. I was working a Thursday night, and this, I guess, I'm, I'm kind of new, so this regular comes in. Right. He's wearing, like, a Star Wars shirt, like, seems like a normal dude. Okay. Orders his Coors Light, and then... Bottle of or the, draft? Bottle. Okay. Yeah. And one of the owners comes to me with his New York accent, like, yo, Seth, when, you, when you're done with them, come to the kitchen. I just want to talk to you real quick. So I'm like, okay. So I go in, and he's like, so listen, I just want to let you know that throughout the night my friend richard he has he's just gonna start kind of like transitioning a little bit and i just look at him like what What?" He's like you know like transitioning like what do you mean transition he's like he's gonna start to like if he's comfortable which you're a woman so i think he's gonna be comfortable is just start changing his clothes and just dressing like a woman and i'm like just slowly like yes very just slowly Ingle, and then like if, garment
0: by garment yes <laughs> right. so
2: and then the other owner comes up and goes oh my god why did you tell her it's so much like, more funny when they don't know what's going on <laughs> and I'm just so thankful that he told me because I wouldn't have been able to keep it together if I didn't if I was not prepared so I walk back out to the bar and he already has fake nails on already like, like blue nails so, Already.
1: I so actually, just, I feel like that would take a minute too to right, do that, you know. Right.
2: This guy was Houdini. And this is one of the
0: questions, <laughs> this is one of the questions I've always wanted to ask you about this particular gentleman about this particular story. Great guy. First off, more power to him. Live your fucking life, baby. Do whatever makes you happy, wear whatever you want. My question is if I come to a bar in one outfit and I'm planning to change into another outfit for whatever reason. I would assume I'd have to bring like a backpack. It's Does like, he have like, it's like a Like Robin,
1: duff- Robin Williams right. and Mrs. Doubtfire, you keep, keep running back to the right bathroom to the, the you know. kitchen <laughs> to,
0: change, to change into the fat suit, right? Yeah. Does he have a backpack with him? Does he have like a duffel bag? Like, how is this working? Where is he getting all of this? All of this, you know, these props and costumes and stuff.
2: He was so good that I don't even know.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty great. That's amazing. He was that okay, good. so he's got fake nails on, and then so all keep right. keep going.
2: Right. So and he, he was so nice and friendly, and was like engaging with me, telling me about his wife, his children. He's got he had a lot of adult children at this point. Right. Tell me all about them, and then like I would turn around, do something at the register, turn back. He's got some, like he had earrings on the next <laughs> second. The next second he's got a different shirt on. Oh my
1: God, this is incredible. Yeah. And
2: so <laughs> I remember him telling me like. I'd love to go to Mandy's to get all my lingerie. Where do you go? And he was like, Last time I was in here I had a matching like pink pink bra with a pink thong and I'm like, Oh, okay, I'm just trying to be agreeable with him, I'm like, Oh yeah, wow, awesome, yeah. Like I I don't you know, don't- I'm just just going with it.
0: The more you tell this story, this is not a Ratchet customer. This He's sounds not. like somebody. Stand up. This stand is, up. No, this this, this has, sounds like somebody this, that has uh, has some, uh some you're having a real nice conversation with. No, well, this you know,
1: has more this to amazing. do with the ranch and blue cheese is what I picked up, I thought. Am I wrong? No, no, no. I don't know. Nothing. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought this was a, all right, go but on, go he on. He just I'll shut
2: needs, up. I need to recognize this individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate and that, you doing that. But then he's telling me, like, oh, tonight I have a pink bra. And he, like, flashes me his pink bra. I'm like, oh, okay, nice. <laughs> and then he looks at me and goes, you know, I also have a matching thong. And he just dead, like, just locks eyes with me. And we're just, like, staring back and forth. I'm just like, oh, God. And he slowly <laughs> stands up like, huh. <laughs> he turns around. And all of a sudden, he had a jean skirt on. I don't know how that happened. But he just flashes me his entire ass. Like, picks ass. it up?
0: Like, picks up the no, jean he, skirt? he
2: pulled down the entire Pulled skirt. it down? So not even flashed it up? His entire ass with wow. the Wow.
0: Wow. How was it? <laughs> was it lacy? Yes, I like the Lacey. It, it was. Yeah. It was you, know what else I like? you know what else I like the girls are really into these I don't know what the official name is but they call them the no-shows where they have like no rim to them they're just like a piece of elastic what I'm the fuck really, are you talking about I'm telling you I don't them. know what he's talking about yeah I now. mean
1: she's a lady she doesn't even know what you're talking about okay, are you sure
0: know. they're just not wearing no 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 no, no 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 this like, is the thing this is a thing my lady that I happen to be seeing at the moment in time she wears them a lot they're called no-shows they're fantastic it basically is just a piece of elastic with no like hem to it so like it's like like if you're wearing um like if you're wearing a a what am I trying to say? Leggings, right? Yeah. Like if you're wearing tight leggings, you know how it can like show your panty line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're at the gym, you're doing squats, and everybody can see your panty line in the back because it's got the little hemline on it, and it like puts a little groove.
2: They're just flat, kind right? of. Right.
0: They're like pieces of elastic. They're, they're called no shows. That's literally what they're called. I, I
2: want to see. Well, they come in
0: all different types of panty cuts, is what I understand. Okay. Again, uh, right here I, I, I want to see. Call
1: your lady right. over. We we got to get
0: to
2: the bar. I'll call line. her. <laughs> I mean,
0: she's by the way, she's bartending right now. <laughs> no. She's she's behind the bar. I was visiting earlier today i had to take her some breakfast you know uh she's not feeling too well she's hung over uh as a skunk right now so that, that, um, that's
1: awesome though. i love the the houdini just transition so that's incredible so you know, and, and steve i think it was really important what you said too. anybody who's listening you know obviously this is a, a bartending rant podcast you know we we you know everybody works in the service industry and uh, I think the main thing is, you know, we don't give a shit, you know, who you are. Oh my god! How you just live your life, and it's it's not. It's like yeah, there's compassion, but also it's just like we don't fucking give a shit. Like just do what you want to fuck. This is America. You if know what there's I mean? if there's
0: one thing you need to know about Mike Windsor and Steve Haley, it's that we may be the two weirdest people in the world, and I don't we give are, us that much credit. <laughs> we are we are so vulnerable about it, like. We we just love to meet people that are themselves. I just love genuine mm. people. I don't care if you're pink purple, <laughs> you know, blue orange I don't care what color you are. I don't care what 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 creed you are. I don't care what gender you are. I I just want to spend time with you. I want yeah. you to be as, genuine. As, as long as you're not a fucking ranch lover, we're fine with. Yeah, you. that's really
1: what it comes
0: down to. <laughs> yeah, so. pretty much. Listen, check yourself at the door. <laughs> right,
1: you know. Great. Anyway, move, moving on here.
0: <laughs> Again, I'm feeling you. You got you got me rustled up for a good fight. But before we move on to fights and arrests and fires, Sid, I gotta say, you've done something that a couple of our interviews have done. You've enlightened us. I think that we need to expand ratchet and crazy customers to special. Yeah, well customers. not even special just like unique, yeah. Distinguished yeah, yeah. customers. I think yes. we need to add a category L- there yeah. because yes. I think some I think sometimes people hear ratchet and crazy and they take a negative well, connotation. It was meant to it?
1: be. When we came up with it, it was it was it was like fucking crazy people coming in and cause a bunch
0: right. Of shit. right. They think it's a negative connotation. Comment- yeah. To be honest with you, when I put crazy on there, I didn't always think it was negative. I thought it was somebody that made an impact. Yeah. Right.
2: Impact. I'm never gonna
0: forget. You're never gonna forget Richard.
2: Um, no.
0: Right. Well, you said his name. I thought I could say his name.
2: I don't think I did. It's you okay. did. You it's did. It's we'll edit it out if we did. It's, it's fine. We'll bleep
0: it out. We'll bleep it out. That's but no, fine. that
1: that's a good point. I think that I think that category can definitely be expanded.
0: Yeah, that's what yes. I'm saying. So I think what we really need to add to that is somebody that really makes an impact on you that yeah. has a unique, yeah. you know, um, you know, another professors. impact.
2: This, this is just a real quick story, but okay. at Joe Mamas, this Embry was like a, another, of course, busy night, and it's sweaty, and this big sweaty woman comes up to me. who's probably like 50, and she. Takes her Crocs and puts them on the bar. What the fuck? And asks if I would hold them behind the bar from her, oh, like it, like boy. as if it was just a jacket.
3: Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. wait. This is the Croc chat check, right? Like, just give me my number. I'll take my, I'll take my ticket now.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm sorry.
2: Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just sorry. <laughs> God. But she's also barefoot after this, right?
2: I would I would think. She like, has yeah, like, so
0: it's, many things to say. <laughs> I have so many things to say. I, I don't
2: Crocs want... comfortable, so why can't you just wear them? But also why are you wearing them?
0: <laughs> at a bar.
2: Why are you wearing why do you even own Crocs?
1: Yeah, thank you. I think that's really the question that needs to be and asked. And I remember yeah. just
2: looking at her and being like, no, oh, okay. I'm pre- just, get her your... response was just like okay,
0: okay. <laughs> she's been through this before. Yeah, like, <laughs> I
2: understand.
0: I haven't seen the data. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the data, the raw numbers, but I'm going to officially say on this podcast right here, right now, that 100% 100 out of 100 ranch drinkers are cut rock wearers. <laughs> that is a fact! And you cannot con- convince me anything otherwise. All right. So, anyway, let's go right into fight stories, arrests, and fires. Sid, you gotta have some good fights. I know from Joe Mama's, you gotta have some good fights. And if not fights, give us an arrest. Give us some time. The kitchen was on fire, or just give us some time that calamity struck the fucking restaurant.
2: I mean, you know what? It, that that stuff happens so much it, that it's almost like I forget sometimes. It's
0: crazy, right? Like it almost seems like a a, a usual day at a restaurant, right? right? Yeah. Well, bar
1: maybe, because right? a lot of these places didn't necessarily serve food where you worked, right?
2: Joe's. I mean, free hot dogs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we yeah. had a hot dog girl. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: We did. that's a real thing. That's incredible. She was great. Just, well, wish it, I'm not even and
2: then ask. I think one of the barbacks that got her pregnant. Uh,
0: <laughs> talk you, about talk, talk about Talk about a tough conversation you gotta have. I a,
3: love hot dogs. Talk about, t-
0: go, no, talk about a tough conversation you gotta have with your parents, mom, dad, I got the hot dog girl pregnant. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit. Oh man. <laughs>
1: Of course, it was a barback.
0: <laughs> I, I stuck my steamy meat right in her buns, and the next thing you know,
1: why? Why is everyone the random people you're telling oh, from fucking Minnesota? I don't man. know. I just
0: love. I love to do the Minnesota accent, you know. Uh, it just seems so like when she says "hot dog girl." <laughs> anyway, all right, let's stay on task here. Let's stay on task. You know, I I have to say, guys, this is the first time we've done a pod with whiskey, and I think that there's a theme. <laughs> We're Already starting here. We can't seem to stay on track. So anyway, give us fight stories, red stories, or fires. Alright, All right? well I
2: mean, what I'll tell you when it comes to fights, on the East Coast, there's a lot more fights. West Coast, I almost never saw a fight. Hmm. The only time it, on, it almost got close on the West Coast just so happens that the Jersey Shore cast was, was oh, wow. involved. Wow. Right,
0: but, but that is kind of because everybody who lives on the West Coast is on a ketamine drip. Right?
2: Okay.
3: Fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I guess. laughs> I'd rather.
2: Just, uh, all about the love, man. Like,
1: yeah, love t- loving and not tipping because my friends like. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. F- but
2: um, I'll say there've been numerous occasions in Baltimore where at the end of the night there was something happening outside the bar. They had to lock the doors. They'd sent all of, especially the women employees up the stairs That's fucking like,
1: sexist right there man like no i'm just kidding i'm just like, like remember, can't fight, bro. <laughs> one of the
2: managers i guess was dealing with something outside and this guy was this customer was just crazy and he bit his leg oh my god what and, yeah and then my my manager had to go to the hospital get like a guess some type a vaccine <laughs> like so, 10,
0: so this is pre-covid
2: this was like 2017
0: so did it break the skin are we talking yes. stitches
2: I think maybe. So you're probably talking like a rabies vaccine. Yeah, I think so. And I remember because this is you no know, bars are so politically incorrect, but I remember the manager being like, "Yeah, he's such a faggot. He wanted to taste me." <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god! Oh my god! I'm sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, it was like
2: almost offensive, but that's what he really said. <laughs> you know what?
0: You know, listen. Sometimes you can't rewrite history. Yeah. It's a word that that has a different connotation now, but sometimes people use it. And unfortunately, like when you're in a hypercharged environment, when somebody's biting your fucking <laughs> leg. <laughs> You say things that you maybe uh, don't always think through. So, you don't think are going to end up on a podcast. <laughs> God, damn right. God damn right. Can I be honest? We do okay. 100% of the bonus content from the Tony Castillo episode. I was hoping none of that ended <laughs> up on the podcast. But, hey, the people are going to benefit. I'm here to entertain you. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. This brings us to another great category, sex stories. It's mm-hmm. actually great that we just we plug Tony again because he told us a great one the other mm-hmm. night. Um Involving a rage fueled military brat, but um, do you have any great sex stories? You, your co workers, anything that you know went down we were in the ball? Customers, yeah, customers too.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, you had
1: somebody shitting on the floor, you know, surely <laughs> you have got something in this category. <laughs> yeah,
2: Um, I'll tell you one funny one and then one that gets more serious into like the whole like sex with the industry, but right. I remember one, again, at Joe's, of course, because Joe's was probably the most ratchet place I've ever worked, but... Um, Except for Shooters. Yeah. Are, but I, I try to pretend like it <laughs> yeah. never even happened. I pretend like I never worked there. But one of the bartenders and one of the barbacks kind of, like, had a little fling. And I remember she was dressed really nice that night. I don't know if it was New Year's Eve, like, why she was dressed so nice bartending. But there were there's this set of bathrooms in the basement area of Joe Mama's, which is, like, even more disgusting than the the main level bathrooms. No doubt. And I guess they just were going at it in the men's bathroom down the basement. And this was, like, after hours, like, we're all cleaning up Mm. for the most part. And I guess if they were doing it right by the door and someone tried to go in there to, like, clean the bathroom and, like, Fractured her finger. Oh my it god! Got like jammed in the door. <laughs> Wait,
0: she's like, the know, she was, like, she, and, she's like holding the
2: wall. I don't right? know. She was like, her hand was out. She's
1: like holding the wall. She started screaming, and the guy's like, "Yeah, were, baby, they, you they like, they like were that." They were on
2: the floor, and I'm just like, "Ew, those bathrooms they were are so the, disgusting." They were on the floor. Yeah.
1: Oh God! Have this some decency. Great. I mean, if you're having this sex in a bathroom, you gotta be standing up, or you gotta like right. have them propped up against I mean, like a sink p- or something. At least put
0: her against the urinal.
1: Yeah, have some have some class. <laughs> yeah,
0: have some class. <laughs> have some coot. You know, it's it's absolutely uncalled for. I mean, I got. I, you know I'm a glutton for pain with my sex occasionally, Are you? and and just the idea of having my fingers closed in the bathroom door while, I'm, while I'm getting railed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Let me tell sure. you, I mean metaphorically. Yeah, uh-huh,
1: sure. <laughs> anyway, so so the more serious one.
2: I guess this one thing because I have to bring up because I've seen this happen so many times. Like this, it's like the same shit, different bar, but there's always that scenario where you have. The young, cute bartender who has, is having this affair with either the GM oh, or, yes. yeah. or the owner of the establishment. So we've
0: been talking. We've been talking about this a couple times. When you, you know, uh, you we said with Buffalo Wild Wings, there's always like a manager who's fucking like a seventeen year old fucking host. Every time, every fucking time, it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway,
2: I mean, luckily, what I've seen is not seventeen, at least like twenty one. But like, it's always that same situation where. They start off casual, but then feelings, and the girl is so attached to this manager or owner, and it's like a power thing. I guess they're attracted to like this power, it seems. Which,
1: like this- honestly, if you're a GM of a fucking restaurant, that's not a lot of power, honestly. <laughs> well, some of, the,
0: some of these bars, like, for example, you know, I... I you know, if you're working at like the bar in the town and everybody goes it's there, you become right. you become like a, kind of like a local celebrity for some people. I know this yeah, sounds yeah, crazy, right, but it's right, true. You're right, you're right. It yeah. really is true that that like moves yeah. the needle for people.
2: And it's just, but it's sad because I, I've seen it just get so toxic. Yeah. Because it's always the guy that like. It's like they make it seem like it's this real relationship, but it's not. And he's just constantly cheating on her, whatever it is. Right. And by the time he's done with her, she there's needs, a new girl that works. She in needs the bar. like three years of therapy oh, after. It's and
0: then there's girl. a new girl that works in and the bar that goes a, right into yes, the same cycle. And it's like
2: the same exact mm. story. Over
0: and over and over again.
2: Yeah, God, just don't. don't. Well, this it's not is why worth it. Do not get with your manager. It's not worth it.
0: This is why we have sex stories on the list because the restaurant business creates this friction between people. It's so, you're in the mm. trenches. It's a very intense job, it's a high emotion job. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, somebody that you hate, somebody that you never thought you'd fuck, like somebody that you don't even consider. To be attractive or even know that they're alive, the next thing you know, your ball's deep in them, and you're like, how did this fucking
1: happen? Well, and then, you know, everybody ends up finding out about it, because, like, I, I, Oh, yeah, same we thing. all know. Yeah, we same all... thing. I, I heard about my married fucking GM at some place fucking one of the servers who was dating another server at the time, you know right. what I mean? It's like, and it, yeah. just, it just seems really unnecessary.
0: It is, you know, It um, the funny thing is they put daily soaps on TV, whether it's the bold and the beautiful or, days you know. Of our lives. You know, Days of our, <laughs> our Lives. There is not a bar or restaurant in the world uh, that Days of Our Lives in the Bold and Beautiful could hold a flame to. Because yeah, I'm telling you, the sexual stories that are in those buildings would make a nun sweat. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. I'm God. telling you.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. So, you know, uh, to pick things back up on a little bit more fun note. Um, <laughs> This is one of our favorite categories. Okay. And this Hands this down, is something okay. that I feel like most people go through when when they go through the service industry. But right. bar hazing, pranks and games. Right? So, yeah. you know, you know, everybody you typically gets hazed when they come in. Or when you're fucking bored, you, you come up with some kind of game or something to do while you're while you're working. So do you have anything like that?
2: The my favorite story that comes up, so at the horse, you know, we had the live music. I remember it was a Saturday day shift and the musicians were taking a break. So One of my, two my coworkers, but like one of them was behind it because he had this like gigantic big black dick bottle opener (laughs) that was like just like his little like prank bottle opener Mm. thing. So he took the microphone off like the handle and put the dick on it, (laughs) and the and the co I'm not the coworkers. The guests were like seeing this happen. They're like, like yeah, like don't tell them. And, take
1: the crowds in on it yeah so
2: finally like the musician comes back on his set and he's oh. about to he like grabs the dick and like he's about to talk and he's like oh my god and everyone's just like starts laughing <laughs> that's
0: like, great it's so, fucked up that's that. all time but
2: that's like that's one of my favorite ones that pops up like that prank but
0: it reminds me of that guy that used to work at um, Fat Daddy's in Morgantown that would run around to all the bars in Morgantown with the giant suction cup black dildo like the giant like two foot high black dildo and he would run do know about that. Do you remember this guy? I don't even know okay. about that. Okay, so there was this guy for a good, like, year-long period of time, and what he would do is he would sneak into bars in Morgantown with, like, A Cartoonishly sized giant black dildo, like the size of your forearm, with a suction cup on the bottom. And he'd run up to the main bar on like a really busy night and he'd just slam it down (laughs) and suction cup to the bar, then he'd run away. And I, that's committing because those things are expensive. All right. I think that, well, see, so this is my theory. I saw him do it a couple times. I think he had like a. like a understanding with the bar right. owner that like, hey, can I get my dildo back later? <laughs> you know, and like I'm seeing this happen, I was like, when is this gonna end? This guy, this is like this guy's thing. <laughs> One know?
2: more, actually, this just, just came to me, but they would do this once a year at this beach bar we're in San Diego. Yeah, where like a new employee, like a a bouncer or a hostess, someone like really young and fresh in the industry, who wouldn't know better. Mm-hmm. They would tell him, listen, like we need the Guinness key. To the keg, because there's a, there's a special key that only you can...
0: Uh, Unlock the Guinness keg.
2: Yes. Okay. So, like, you need to go to X bar like and ask them for the Guinness key. They oh know what you're talking God. about. Tell them Paul sent you, whatever. Yes. So, this poor, like, whatever, 18-year-old probably would go around, and then... But then they'd, they'd have the whole town of bars in on it, Pacific Beach. So they'd go to the first bar and be like, "Oh no, we don't have it. It's actually at the local. So they'd go to the local uh, and ask for credit. And it would just be this, this thing. This is with,
0: amazing.
2: And then they're, it's they're, like an
0: evil scavenger yeah. hunt that you can never fucking win.
2: So of course, like you know, this bar back or whoever bouncer call up my manager, like. I have it, been going, I went to three bars. I don't have it. Just, just listen to them. It must... all oh, the tavern must have took it. So he'd be running around all over Pacific beach in the summer. It's like, you know, pretty hot and like... And Amazing. <laughs> it'd be like two hours and this kid would be like so distraught and finally they had to break his hand. There's no such thing as a Guinness <laughs> <case>.
0: <laughs> we, You know,
1: joke's on the management because they're getting paid for not working, honestly. Just running around from bar to bar.
0: Hey, man, we, we've always talked about it. Uh, there used to be a sign at my first ever... First ever restaurant I ever worked at that said um, the pay will improve when morale improves, and they they changed it. Pay will improve when oral improves. Oh, what? <laughs> and the, the the truth of the matter is this, like. You gotta just do things in a restaurant to bring the team morale up every mm. now and then, and like some of those are pranks. Well, you know? and
1: also like I think it's a, it's kind of like a rite of passage, you know, right. like you get hazed, and yeah, it's it's funny. And, and now like, you're part of our yeah, club, exactly. Right. You know, like typically it's not done with any malice. It's just it's you're just having fun, and then you get to kind of you know prank the next guy or girl who. Comes not to in, mention,
0: you know? it's a great way to weed out whether or not somebody is it, a complete fucking idiot. Know, sometimes, has, <laughs> th- or or just frankly has a sense of humor. Like if somebody really mm. takes that. person... Personally, like, guess what? You're not going to make it in this yeah, business exactly. if you take that person. Yeah. I, I, so I'm not going to mention who this is, but w- uh, we all have a mutual friend that for years on dating apps only used one pickup line <laughs> constantly over and over and over again. And here's the pickup line. I'm just going to give it to you guys. I'm sorry if it's offensive to some people. I'm just sharing details, okay? So the pickup line was, Girl, you remind me of an elementary school. And the, the female would say, Why? And he would go, because I want to shoot kids inside of you. Um, And and that's offensive to some people, but the reason that he did it... Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. I know you do. I know you do. And we'll interview him at some point, and we won't identify him for this particular faux pas, but the reason he did it is because he said it was a great way to weed out people who had a dark sense of humor and who didn't. And he knew that he only wanted to be with people that had a dark sense of humor. So I think it's kind of the same thing with the bar hazing and the bar pranks, you gotta right. even know if this person can, can take a
1: joke. Yeah, can right.
0: take a joke, can be in the cut with you because mm-hmm. bars are tough to work at, man. Good. You go through a lot of bullshit with people, and you just have to, you know, it's a great way. Like hazing is a great way to figure out, like, are they gonna be able to hack?
1: Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have that mutual respect between every because everybody's job <laughs> in any, you know, in any job, but whatever. But it, like especially <laughs> in a restaurant or a bar. Everyone that's working there has a very important role to fulfill. You know what I mean. No doubt. Regardless, regardless of the money you're making, everybody is very important to the synergy of that place operating properly. No doubt. So doing those bar pranks and games, you're completely right. You know, bringing people into it, and like yeah, huh, we like to joke around. If they can get that and understand that they're going to fit in and you're going to be a more cohesive unit going forward. So it changes I completely everything. agree with that. And if they can't hack it, get the fuck out because yeah, there's you're people who need a goddamn yeah. job. So. You're done here.
0: Yeah, You know, go work... Uh, go work uh, let's, ret-
1: not, let's not... Nope, let's not disparage anybody. I was Bye. just going to say go
0: work retail. <laughs> go full clothes, you know? <laughs> um, Alright, so that brings us to our final category of the top ten, Sid. It's the firing quitting stories. Getting 86 It's getting 86 What stories do you have of either you middle fingers to the sky saying fuck this place or other co-workers getting yeah. yeah. fired or quitting. Great quitting stories and firing stories, yeah.
2: Well, again, one, the same co-worker that did the the dick mic prank. Mm-hmm. The dick mic. Yeah, I mean, hilarious. I love him to death. We're, I was sad that he got fired because he was so fun to work with. How did it go down? He just went to the bathroom, did his business, and came out and did not wash his hands. And mm-hmm. a guest saw that. And he just went back to his job, and they complained to the manager. Like, we just saw the bartender not wash their hands. Do you know,
1: was it number one or number two? Oh,
2: I don't know.
1: I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter, but I I don't know. I would still be interested. But,
2: so the thing was...
0: I assume that all human beings have at least some pee on their yeah. hands, yeah. so really, or, yeah. I I don't care <laughs> well, uh, about the number. I'm just my point. But it's one of
2: those. It's actually you know every time you go to a bathroom or public place, what where's there's always that sign that says employees must wash their hands. Yes. Correct. So it's it is like a health. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you need right. to wash hands. So we 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 over well, this very no, thoroughly. You need to got, wash your
1: hands. You
2: know. He got suspended, and really, all he had to do was apologize. And he just was so stubborn and had a meeting with the owner about it and just wouldn't apologize about it. And
0: And so that's really how he got fired.
2: Yes, I I was mad at him because I just thought, why can't you just realize that it was wrong and and face the music and just get past it? It sounds
0: like it more like he expired than got fired. Like, (laughs) he just was like, yeah, I'm not putting in any more effort for (laughs) these motherfuckers. You know, I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. I can't. You know, every firing story is different. So that's that's kind of crazy that like it's even the most simple thing in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you didn't wash your hands.
3: You know.
1: And also, massa. fuck these goddamn customers who are ratting people out. All right, like well, if, you, if you come that's in, that's in and, pretty so, gross.
2: You know, though. Yeah, yeah,
1: whatever. You know, for, for all you know, there's better soap. You know, at a, in the kitchen. You know, he's he's well, going. It. He really wants to get a deep clean. And
0: that's actually a good point. <laughs> I, I, I do want to <laughs> let people know that there are other sinks and soap dispensers other than the bathroom. So, uh, even if you don't see us all running to the bathroom to wash our hands, that doesn't mean we're not doing it yeah, throughout the Seriously, show. just wash your
1: fucking hands. Like, Always. That's, that's Listen, really, yeah, we have really a couple
0: mottos on the show. Wash your fucking hands <laughs> is the number one motto. Always wash your hands. Right. All right, Sid. We're going to come to our final section here. We call this the How's My Driving. All right. Okay. You gave us a great recommendation earlier. I think you really enlightened us about Ratchet and Crazy Customers, mm-hmm. saying, hey, we should add to that maybe like a unique customer yeah, session exactly. or special customers. customers. yeah. The, the point of the How's My Driving section is for you to tell Mike and I how we can get better. So we'd love to hear recommendations from you on questions that we may have missed that you'd like to hear, or maybe there's some food, drink, or restaurants that you're really into right now. Um, is there anything that you'd like to give us recommendations on?
2: I think it'd be cool to talk more about what makes a good bar culture or um, leadership. So, what makes a good leader in like management, owners? It's like tough. That. It's yeah. a tough
0: thing to to, to grasp. Well, yeah. because
2: I think the bar industry isn't always very professional. Yeah. And and I'm not saying I want to make it stuffy like corporate, but
0: you have to walk that razor's edge where you're fun. Yeah. You're fun, but you you have some level of nuance where you still treat people fairly, but you understand the different... You know, like almost you can play the different waves of the restaurant. It takes like a conductor to -hmm. really do that job. It's not an easy job. I've only had a few good ones over the years.
2: Yeah, because I've seen it get run so well, and then I've seen just like you know po- like very political situations and or
0: just just somebody just completely unqualified to manage mm-hmm. people yeah. that's right. that's sometimes the worst scenario right yeah and then everybody ends up losing
2: or even just like I don't know I mean talking about how the the environment or like the bar industry can affect you yeah it, positive or negatively but fair
0: enough I don't well know, let me turn the, let me turn this on you right like I know this is tough we didn't prepare you for this but like yeah. Tell me some of the qualities that you really respond to in a restaurant manager or, like, you you think are um, really helped the team yeah. from a restaurant manager.
2: Well, I'll say this. I just had a conversation with one of my managers a couple of days ago okay. about positive reinforcement. Yeah. And he said, you know, I come from a, a generation where that wasn't really a thing and I had to learn it. Hmm. But he, I realized what a good investment it is just simply telling your associate or... Employee that they're doing a good job, or something, or just complimenting them with something. Mm -hmm. Something as simple as that. Because, and I found that, and I'll, I want to give a shout out to the owner of the horse, Eric Matthias, but he is really good with that, with giving positive reinforcement to his workers. When they deserve it, right? right. Like Taking that time, really. Or if we did mess up, for the most part, he was really good with addressing it in a professional way or a constructive way saying like right.
0: not not just like you messed up but here's how you make the correction
2: or yeah or just going forward could you try this and not not raising his voice or anything mm-hmm. like that and because I've seen and I've experienced owners who are just crazy yeah and or or I've, I've experienced owners where if you decide to resign because you you know you just decide you want to move to next chapter They'll flip out and be like, well, "No, don't even finish your two weeks." Oh, I've
0: had chairs thrown at me. I've but had. That's
2: just like how insecure are you that mm-hmm. you can't accept someone wants to move on from your establishment? But my point with the positive reinforcement is when you're positively reinforced, it's just human psychology. You're gonna want to do even better now, and because now you're taking pride in your work. Yeah. So you <clears throat> giving positive reinforcement to your employees is just investing in your business. Well,
1: and I, I think a big part of it comes down to. Having someone feel like they're not just an employee, but a part of a team. You know what I mean? Because that's what any business is. You're you're a part of a team. You're you're all working towards a common goal. And when you feel like you're a part of that, and people are trying to help uplift you in that, you're going to be more excited about moving forward instead of just feeling like you're some fucking employee no who's just getting you know railed for some stupid shit you did that night. You're 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 not going to care anymore. It's going to actually turn you the other way, and you're going to be like, fuck this place. Yeah. I can't wait to fucking get out of here. You know? Right. What? What's interesting right.
0: is this is a business where um, number one managers nine times out of ten are not. Really trained to deal with people, they're not trained to manage people and how to interact with them from a psychological level. A lot of times, it's somebody that's just been thrust in this business out of necessity, mm-hmm. and then they're managing people that are one of a couple groups. You know, they're per- they're a person that has to be in this industry because they got to make fast money. They're somebody who's young, and this is the only job that they can get. And so it, it is this clash of really unsophisticated workers and very unsophisticated managers. And when I use the term unsophisticated, I don't mean unintelligent. I don't mean unaccomplished. What I just mean is this is a, an environment where there's no training for it. Like, you know, Sid talked about um, her, her bartending course in Manhattan. Like Mike and I never took a bartending course. Like a two week bartending course is basically like four years of college for a bartender. Like, yeah. rare is it that you have a bartender that goes through that kind of professional training. And so, when I say unsophisticated, I just mean this is an industry where a lot of people are just thrown into it and they have to figure it out as they go mm-hmm. along. And so I think that that it it, it becomes. Um, very few and far between when you have that good manager, when you have those good relationships with your coworkers, and when you do find it, Mm -hmm. it's so special. Like, you know, like, we work well together. This is a special place. This person respects me and runs their restaurant the right way. Um, So I love that. I think that's a question we should kind of um, maybe open up to a bigger picture. Maybe we incorporate it into, like, how do you want to run your restaurant? You know, really try to ask people that. So I love that kind of um, dip into psychology. And for any of you out there who know Sid... You know that she's always thinking about the psychological angle to these things. That's, you know, she's very cerebral in that way. So that's, uh, I, I, thank you for bringing us kind of that perspective, um, and not just all the crazy stories tonight. All right, so. We got through the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. Sid, you made it through. Congratulations. (laughs) Great stories. Awesome stories. The drinks have been absolutely hitting. Mm -hmm. I got mint on my tongue. I got whiskey in my belly. I'm feeling good. This brings us to our wrap-up session. Okay, Mm -hmm. This is our final questions. First question here uh, before we kind of let you go and get into your evening and let you enjoy Baltimore City.
2: Um, yeah. oh, it's always good to be in Baltimore yeah, it. Yes it is We're happy That's to have sweet, you uh, Just a special place in my heart
0: mm-hmm. We're happy We're yeah. very happy to have you And uh, before we let you go uh, These are kind of a wrap up questions Why do you still do this A.K.A. Why do you hate yourself
2: I know I actually And I've grown Into appreciating this more As I've gotten a little older But I genuinely love connecting with people mm-hmm. Yeah I love it And I I feel like customers will open up to you sometimes as a bartender in a way that they wouldn't like a, a 50 year old guy will tell me stories that he wouldn't normally tell a girl my age, kind of thing. Or
0: even like his wife. I know. No,
2: no, I know that sounds yeah. crazy. Like
0: they they can confide in you.
2: What, yes. what other
1: What other person in any industry
0: has that guy asked for them
1: to spit in their drink? You know? like, <laughs> it's like you right. do. You have a weird connection with people. Yes. Well, they always
0: say barbers and bartenders are the secret keepers of a community. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that is, and and I remember one of my first ever bar managers told me that, and I like it didn't. It didn't like register for me as a 16 year old, but like at this point, being in the business 15 years, I'm like, you're so right. Mm -hmm. Like, people come and they. You know, maybe maybe they give everything up about work. Maybe get, they they lay their problems on the bar. Maybe they just come there as an escape. They don't want to even talk about their problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just want a moment of humor, a, like a real human connection. Yeah. And that's what makes it. So fun. That's what's yeah. great about being
1: behind the bar. Like your brother said, you know, being a server is a little different than being a bartender. Server, yeah. typically people don't want you around. They want you to take the order and leave them alone. When you yeah. go to a bar, you're sitting and you're you're a part of the entire bar. Yeah. You know, all the people, so all the all the different characters, the bartender, it's this communal experience that's that's really special. And I fucking yeah. miss it and thank God fucking Baltimore's finally opened back up. Yeah. Go have a drink tonight and get to experience. <laughs> that's that again, right, yeah. that's right. We're yeah. excited to go
0: out. Um so But I think, also,
2: I mean, I think and a lot of people do this this type of work, the industry because they're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And but but at the same time I wanna say I'm. I totally respect people who are career bartender industry people because mm-hmm. I. am friends with a lot of them. But no doubt. Me, for me, while I'm building my business, the industry is just a great way. to, great make, way to make, make money those on the connect. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and make those relationships. You know, you mm-hmm. never know. Yeah. It's it. a lot of fun. Yeah. What's if that? What What's gonna come next out of those? When I get home
2: from bartending, do I have to write emails after work? Do I have to write progress notes? No, it's just you're home and you're you're off yeah. the clock. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
0: Well, that brings us to our final question. If you opened a bar, what would you call it? Or like, what would the theme be?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, you're the perfect bar in your mind, you know? It
2: would definitely have to have live music. Mm -hmm. That's right, we know that. I don't know what it would be called. You don't have to come I up with a name. I have to edit this one out. It's, I don't even know. It's more, It's fine. more
0: just the idea
1: of like your ideal. If you if you ran a bar, kind of what would you be Can I just like? call
2: it the Borchman? There the
0: Borchman. <laughs> I like it. Club Borchman. It. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just got live music seven days a week.
1: The Borchman. Yeah. You know, <laughs> do you have a signature drink there?
0: The oh. It's got to be the Jack Daniels honey mince man. But
2: then I'm stealing from the horse. So. No, we'll you call have, it you something <laughs> else.
0: We'll call it the Borchman the, the smash. The look, look, smash. Last, <laughs> The last session we did, we asked Tony uh, Castino this question. He goes, I would never open a bar. <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck the <laughs> restaurant business. <laughs> I <myself."> definitely <laughs> wouldn't. But, yeah. Yeah. So... Look, uh, Sid, it has been a fucking blast. I had so much fun. I I am so happy we got into a lot of these stories. It we have been one, Mike and I yeah. have been dying and, to do this. And
1: it's been years since I've seen you, so this has no, been great. How it's long been, has it been? It's been literally at least six years. All yeah. right, all right. All I'm right, just right. saying this is great. Like we got to hang out, but I got to hear a bunch of crazy stories I probably never would have heard from you in any other setting. You know
0: what I mean? So, all right. Well, fun. we're gonna we're gonna let Mike and Sid catch up. Sid, sign off for the people. Let them yeah. know.
2: Well. I don't want to take too much time, but I want to give a couple shout-outs
0: the oh, people in this God. industry. <laughs> Here but, we
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank Eli Martinez for giving me an in into the industry and giving me a chance, even though... I guess you thought I was a bitch in the interview for some reason, <laughs> and um, and
0: for not calling the cops on me for all the times I blacked out in your bar. Yes, Thanks, well, buddy. I appreciate guess, that. And
2: yeah. Joe Blaja is the owner of Joe Mama's, and I, he, I guess he vouched for me and said we need a we need a bitch to level things out. Also,
0: <laughs> Joe, thank you for also not calling the cops on me all the times I blacked out in your bar. I Appreciate that.
2: So, but honestly, I love those two, and I mean, Joe gave me a lot of positive reinforcement, and so yeah. just yeah, I mean, I love them to death, and then. Eric Mathias at the horse, and then Trenton O'Connor, and even Marco David, even though he's the grouchy motherfucker, but um, <laughs> I love you guys, and I just appreciate everything you've done for me, and even J- Justin McIntyre from Baja, and Paul, if, and so Top think, Golf too, I mean, they've been great so far. I've been to Topgolf. There, yeah, and a they're a corporate establishment, which is not really my vibe, but... Um, I think they have a great company and they do a great job of showing their associates that they care about them. Awesome. If
0: you're in San Diego, go to Baja Beach Club. If you're in Morgantown, go to Joe Mama's. If you're in Baltimore, hey, if you're in Baltimore tonight, you might see all three of us at the horse you came in on. Get there. Have a nice little whiskey smash. Yeah, and wherever you go, open up a fucking tab and tip
1: your goddamn bartender. (laughs) And I swear to Christ, if
0: I have to open up your tab twice,
1: we're done here.
0: I will waterboard you with the ranch. One more. Okay, we have to say goodbye at some point.
2: This is actually kind of random, but Danny Robinson, who owns Hammerheads in Ocean City, Maryland. Mm. Great guy who knows how to just stop and smell the roses.
0: Okay, Danny, you're wonderful. We're we're putting a bow on it. We're done. Thanks, Sid. Had a great time. Peace.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we release new episodes every Monday. A big shout out over to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast One you heard throughout the show. Go check them out on Facebook and Spotify and show them some love.
0: And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP BRPDrinkAlong. You can listen along on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We really need the personal validation.
1: And if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant Podcast on Patreon. VIPs will always have a seat at the bar. You'll get access to our bonus content have the chance to vote on new episode content, and receive a 10% discount on all of our merchandise.
0: And if you want to be a big tipper,
1: a.k.a. one of our Bozels,
0: feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Podcast at gmail.com. Mike and I do this because we love the service industry and we want to bring you great content, but this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along.
1: Drink along. (laughs) let <laughs>